Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a sermon by TBA rabbinic intern Cheva Lerman. In his blog about the Temple Beth Am Balkans trip, Rabbi Klickfeld noted that in Sofia they visited a synagogue uh, for which he said, or they visited the synagogue, and he looked around and he said he saw that which should be more ubiquitous, a mosque, a church, and a synagogue sharing the same essential plot of land in Sophia. Their spires visible in one long line with the Muslim crescent, the Christian cross, and the Jewish Magen David forming a different kind of trinity. And wondering how to contribute to greater interreligious partnership and understanding. I also think a lot about religious partnership and understanding. I just this week presented my thesis at HUC, which was a Jewish gloss on a section of the Quran. As someone who's studied Middle Eastern studies extensively and wants there to be a way for Jews to access that interfaith uh, space and feel comfortable reading that text from a Jewish lens, I undertook this project. And when engaging in interfaith work as a rabbi, one can sometimes receive pushback. Is this really how you should be spending your time, Rabbi? Shouldn't you be focusing on Jewish life and ritual? Or, Rabbi, I come to synagogue because it's my only Jewish communal space. The rest of the world is filled with other religions. Please don't bring them in here, too. And I hear that, actually. I hear the need for safety and security and for dedicated Jewish space. I'm very deeply connected to protecting that need. And I've seen the Beth Am clergy serve and protect it, too. And yet I've also seen that our synagogues are big and multifaceted. They're big enough to hold that space and to engage with communities beyond it as well. Furthermore, in Parshat Kedoshim, one of the parshiot that we read this week, it says, Lo lo ta'amod al dam re'echa, ani adonai. Lo JPS translates this first phrase as, do not deal basely with members of your people. But the word rachil is connected to doing business. And Rashi says that rachil means those who go through their, telech rachil, are those who go through their neighbors' homes, looking and listening for what might be objectionable that they can take back to the shuk and share. That's why it gets translated as talebearer. Additionally, the pasuk continues, lo ta'amod al dam do not stand by the blood of your neighbor which is usually understood to be a bystander for violence, but also brings to my mind the blanching of someone's face when they're embarrassed, the whiteness that we're forgive, we are forbidden to, um, to put upon them. And in that read, this pasuk says, don't go looking for the worst in people or in their communities and then be a talebearer shaming them. And that's simple enough when we're talking about friends. But the interfaith version of this is a little bit sneakier because sometimes it feels good. It feels a little bit better to go in and be like, I don't get why they believe this. To spend the whole time in another space looking for what doesn't make sense or even trying to prove that we're Jewish because Judaism is inherently better. Having spent a lot of time studying Islam as a Jew, as a very committed Jew, I'm very grateful that I'm a Jew. I love Judaism so much that had I not been so lucky as to be raised a Jew, I think I would have joined the Jewish community regardless. And the Judaism that I'm so proud of doesn't need to look down on Islam or Christianity or any other religion. It doesn't need to. 
I certainly wouldn't want anyone else from any other religion coming into my Jewish space and trying to pick apart my tradition. So that's one of the impediments that we see when we enter interfaith spaces. One of the impediments that I think Rabbi Klickfeld, uh, when he speaks about seeking interfaith understanding, he's not, a, he's not saying that we have a problem with this, but I, I worry. I worry and I'm, I'm afraid. And I want to reach that point of interfaith understanding. And if we stop here, Dayenu would be enough. But these are also negative. And I do think that the parsha moves us towards something that is positive. So far, we've only spoken about amecha and re'echa, your, our, your people and your neighbor, both of which could easily apply to only fellow Jews. But let's jump ahead two verses to verse 18. Lotikom velotitor et b'nei amecha ve'ahavta l're'echa k'mocha ani Adonai. Do not take vengeance and do not hold a grudge against b'nei amecha and love your neighbor as yourself, for I am God. So here, in verse 18, instead of amecha or re'echa, we see this new phrase, b'nei amecha, the children of your people. And who else is a religious descendant, the children of our people, more than our Muslim and Christian brethren? I'm imagining our Betham friends and rabbis a couple of days ago standing on that street corner in Sophia, looking at a mosque, a church, and a synagogue side by side and wondering, as Rabbi Klickfeld did, how to contribute to greater interreligious partnership and understanding, how to bring that shared space back to Los Angeles. And though we're clearly not on the trip, and though they have moved on to Thessaloniki in Greece, let us consider that same question as we move forward too. How can we find ways to love our neighbors as ourselves, to treat them with respect and honor and love? You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.